Hey, and welcome to Winning Conversations. We are so glad you're with us, church family. We sit down with a super sweet lady, Miss Rachel Della Rosa. She is assistant to our children's pastor, Hannah Miner, and she has been in our church for about five years. Her story is super sweet about how God led her not only to work with kids, but also throughout her life as a, as a PK or a preacher's kid. Um, and how the goodness of God just led her all away. It's a very delightful conversation. We really hope you enjoy it. Um, let's jump right in. Well, hi, Rachel. How are you? Good. We're glad to have you. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Rachel serves underneath a mess. Hannah Minor, our children's pastor mm -hmm. in the children's area. Do you primarily look over the preschool? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So nursery, toddlers, and the three to five-year-olds are my areas your, your my areas. little <laughs> yeah levels. my little class the little babies my wife and i pretty much consider you the macgyver of the youth ministry yeah. <laughs> it's for those who don't do the youth ministry there's always like things we need or things that pop up for like right. the, teaching the kids and stuff like that and <laughs> rachel's always like got it like just like you need got it all right yeah it's, i'm the runner <laughs> never a like a runner is the most polite understatement for, like, it it's like amazing we only do it limited so i can't imagine how much she's yeah. like you need you need how many tps for the slumber party okay i'll, I'll, I'll whip it i'll whip out 15 oh my gosh yeah that was fun. the christmas party you baked the most beautiful cake oh that was frozen yeah it was sorry <laughs> It was like this happy birthday Jesus cake. The, this happy, it was so beautiful. And everyone's like, oh, look at that cake. So no one touched it. We made mm -hmm. sure the kids didn't go near it. Like, you don't, hey, <laughs> guess what's fun, kids? Hands off. All right. That is a beautiful cake. Let's not ruin it. And then we get to the moment where we go to cut it. <laughs> and it was, it was like, like oh, oh. <laughs> it's a little, a little cold still, guys. Okay. All right. So the best way to store a cake is in the freezer until you're going to use it. But you should take it out, you know. And five six off. hours early before you're gonna serve it i forgot that cake in the freezer until about an hour before service <laughs> so we that's, were what like, that's what i was surprised and yeah. you want to know where that cake ended up i know exactly where that cake ended up at the flowers household <laughs> nice <laughs> ryan's like, like yes. my kids ate on it for like a week it was oh, gigantic it looked so good like, uh, and it was super rich it was very good i was like i can only have a tiny slice because it's <laughs> so rich we were, just, we were like we all wanted the cake <laughs> we all we were all like no we want the cake too kids but we just can't get it it's like it looks so good well at least oh. it was pretty you got it to was admire a gorgeous it cake. It was a gorgeous cake that no one, hey, we respected yeah. it. And then we're like, oh, right. I want to tear into this thing. Give me a shovel. Yeah. My kids had dessert for like a week and a half. Oh, so good. It got well used. It got good. plenty of use yes. out of I'm it. I'm glad. But we're glad you're here. And we're really glad you're part of our team. But we do want to hear kind of the backstory. I mean, that's what this is all about is having conversations. And mm. I didn't know, but you're a preacher's kid. You're a PK. Yeah, I'm a PK. Is that like Ooh. the minimum requirement to come to this church? Seems to be like a PK? it at this point. In this podcast, I feel like you have to be PK. Like yeah. it's unreal <laughs> right. the amount of PKs in this church. But yeah, I grew up, uh, my dad was the assistant pastor of a, you know, not a huge church, but a decent sized church. So I was literally not born at the church, but born into that church. Um, my parents served there until I was about eight. And then the Lord spoke to my dad to move and plant a church in little old Corsicana, Texas, middle of nowhere, never heard of it until the Lord told him about it. Um, so we packed up everything and moved to Corsicana and didn't have a place to live. We were just like, my dad was like, well, we're going to, the Lord, this is where we're supposed to be. So we're going to figure it out. <laughs> so I was telling um, Tanya that there was a time where we were living in our little storefront church building, eating ramen noodles and just enjoying life. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that was my early childhood in, in church. And how old were you when that was going on? 
I was I was eight. I had just turned eight. Yeah. So me and my three older brothers were all of us, all six of us crammed into the there's little six small. Of you? Yeah. So there's I have three older brothers, four kids, and then my parents. Oh. So okay. all six of us, the whole I family. Sibling, I'm like, I'm like, oh my oh no, oh my gosh. No. So <laughs> so yeah, we we lived in the church building for a while and then um my parents were looking to buy a house or rent somewhere, but they couldn't find anything. Corsican is a really small town, so you really have to look for a while. <laughs> um, so we ended up that summer, we lived in a motel for a while, all six of us. So, yeah, it was interesting. That's that's how my dad planted. That's how we got our, our church. That's how we planted that church. So I love asking PKs because they're the only ones that can answer this question, <laughs> is that you – there's the horror stories of PKs, and then those are the ones that seem to just blossom. Not blossom is the right word, but just like the love of God is on them. And I'm always like, was was there ever an on-off switch for the, your 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 example of a faith from your parents who were like ministering and then had to be parents? Like, was there? Like, I feel like when there's a huge separation of how someone preaches and how someone walks, mm-hmm. you get the, the the strays necessarily. But I don't know. I don't mean to. Load that question, but I mean, no, I know what you mean, but I had, they, I mean, I'm so blessed that my parents are, were very transparent and still are. I mean, they were the exact same way at church and at home, which was even maybe kind of more scary when you're growing up. Cause it's like, if you said something at church and you like, it's going to happen at home. Um, so I think for me, I, I was blessed that I had a very consistent, like my parents were consistent, whatever they, their, their Christian walk was the same as their natural life walk. Perfect. I mean, it was the exact same. They were the same all the time. So I never had that weird feeling of like keeping up appearances type of thing. Now, from outsiders looking in, because that's a question that I always got asked, like in, in school from teachers, they'd be like, oh, that's a PK kid. That kid's going to be bad. She's going to, you know, <laughs> we always had that, that. People always would say that. And I didn't understand. Like, I don't get it. Like, I'm so, a good kid. Yeah. Well, why, why would you just assume that's that of me? But now yeah. I will say that. Um, not to talk bad about my brothers, but it does depend go. on the <laughs> some dirt's coming out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it definitely depends on the child, and like we, you know, all four of us were raised in the exact same home, exact same parents, exact same style of being raised, but we all have way different adult lives now. Not not in a bad way necessarily, but. Totally different. Like my um, my brothers are not in ministry per se. Like um, they're believers, you know, but they're not. They don't do what I do, mm-hmm. and which is not a bad thing. It's just you know different. Sure. So, uh, did you get saved at a young age, or how did your <laughs> salvation? Oh, you <laughs> laugh. <laughs> it's interesting. The Lord has a sense <laughs> of humor. <laughs> good. Yeah. So, I guess. Whenever you're a PK, you grow up in the church, you grow up hearing about salvation all the time. So you have that, you all automatically have that base knowledge of what salvation is and what it looks like. And I think for me, I I thought about salvation that it was going to be like something dramatic. It was going to happen in my life. Like I was going to have a near death experience. And (laughs) then, then I would come to Jesus. It'd be my come to Jesus moment. Uh, But that is not what happened. (laughs) And it's just funny how the Lord uses just the most random stuff to touch us and reach us. But anyway, I went to the movies with my mom 
she was in college and she had um, a like opportunity to get extra credit. So she w- they had the, this list of e- extra credit things that she could do. And one of them was going to see this movie. And so she was it was um, like an ethics class or something like that. So anyway, she was like, do you want to come see this movie with me? And I'm like, sure, I'll go to the movies. So we went to go see it's the movie's called The Knowing and it stars Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Why does that sound so familiar? Yeah, so I, we went and saw the movie, and I don't know if it's because he's a PK in the movie that I related to it so much, because in the movie, his dad is a pastor. I, I don't know what okay. denomination or any or whatever, but his dad's a pastor, and the whole like the whole conflict of the movie is that he his dad wants him to get saved, but he's like, no, like this is not for me. This is what you do, dad. But uh, you know, I'm not I'm not interested. And he's a grown adult at this point, and he has a son. And so anyway, it's like it's a sci-fi movie. Like the world is ending and his son is getting all these weird signs and stuff. And he's like just watching his son, this stuff happen. And anyway, I don't even know at what point in the movie <laughs> that I'm like in the dark theater crying in the back of the movie theater. Like, I don't even know why at this point. But anyway, <laughs> at the end of the movie, uh, once the world is ending, he finally goes to his dad and he's like, Dad, you were right this whole time. You were right. And at that moment, I'm like, ah, just bawling in the movie theater, trying to hide it from my mom. Because <laughs> I'm like, she's going to be like, what's wrong? Anyway, we leave the movie theater. And she's like, so what'd you think of the movie? And I'm like, ah, I don't want to go to hell. Like, literally, like, oh my God. <laughs> it's just like, what? Wait, what do you mean? It's dramatic. Like, it was, yeah, I, I'm an emotional person. but I, So I like was just melting down. And so on the way home from the movie theater, my mom led me through the salvation prayer, and that's how I got saved. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it's like, I thought you were going to say, like, Nicolas Cage is such a captivating actor. Oh, gosh, no. Know, that's, his, what, that's what makes it funny. Unbelievable because... <laughs> acting. You know, he's a thespian of thespians. I don't even like Nicolas Cage, so it's like, like, the Sometimes Lord I was like, oh. You know the Lord's working when it's like, oh, I'm going to use Nicholas Cage to yeah, get you saved. Yeah, Little yeah. Nick Cage. Yeah. Oh it's my a gosh. miracle. Hilarious. <laughs> so that was how old were you? I was 15. That was like, what, sophomore year of college? Yeah. High school? Oh, yeah. High school? I think it was the summer right before my sophomore year. Cool. Yeah. Now, did you like, were you on fire then? or was Yeah. It... Like, I mean, from that moment on. Really? So I, I mean, I lost friends in high school. It was, it was real for me. Like, wow. that was my moment, and I've not strayed since then. Like, it's, That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And of all, you know, being a PK of all the things that you would think would have gotten me saved, <laughs> of all the church services that I attended, it oh was it was Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage <laughs> in the movie theater. In the movie I theater. I just like going to your 15. going to your dad like, oh, we're preaching like that <laughs> dude right there, boy. Yeah. The knowing that's yeah. what did it. Yeah, that's what, that's did, what did it for me. That's awesome. Yeah. And so like you like complete one eighty in high school. Yeah. Totally changed. Totally one eighty. I mean, I tried to keep those friendships, but you can't. I mean, you can't when you're different. You can, but you, you just lose your faith. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? and I, it wasn't an option for me. So we slowly. I mean, I kept those acquaintances, but we slowly drifted apart. You know. And this carry on. Like, did you go to? I'm you went to college. Yeah, I did. So yeah, in college, uh, <laughs> and then you know we my I had older brothers. So when my older brother Shane um, got saved, we just kind of hung out. I hung out with my brother and his friends that were Christian. So, yeah. And then we um, did ministry. I was on the praise team at my dad's church for the whole time I was there until I left. And, yeah, so just kept on going. What did you go to college for? <laughs> um, so I have an interesting college story, too. So my, originally, I was a scientist. I wanted to – I studied epidemiology and public health. 
all this very sciencey things, biology. Um, and I graduated with my bachelor's. That's what my bachelor's degree was. And I thought I was going to work in microbiology and all this like fancy science sounds stuff exciting oh hospital. yeah it was very exciting yeah, i remember you make having conversations with you you're yeah. like yeah, I'm an epidemiology. and i was so excited and i love i still i love that but nothing would work out i applied to a thousand places interviewed places nothing worked out hmm. and so like as a last resort i was like well i guess i could go teach <laughs> i guess i could do that teach science so that's what i did i, I went and got my master's in education and taught science in middle school. And then I was like, whoa, wait a minute. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> so, yeah. I, was, I just went and got my master's. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, I was so casual. Like, I just so, so flippantly, casual. like, what did you do today? Uh, third PhD. I mean, it's kind of, no. <laughs> you know, it was a that's tough a, morning. Oh, that's, a weighty, that's a weighty degree to get. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I was kicking and screaming at a bachelor's, and you're like, I just went and did my master's. Well, I mean, it was kind of like the only other option. Otherwise, it was go work at Whataburger. So, I mean, I was like, I got to do something that's going to, you know. But you felt like that was somewhat of the Lord leading you yeah. into teaching? Yeah. So I had worked, I mean, I worked with kids um, at our church and I worked with kids. I tutored when I was in college and I always, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing it. Um, I tutored at our high, my high school that I went to. Um, once I graduated, I tutored there. And then even in my public health program, we were doing research with kindergartners. So I was always with kids at all times for some reason. And I didn't understand why. Um, and so that's why I kind of like, well, I'll go get my master's in education because I know I can I can work with kids. I've done us a lot. Right. So that was another way the Lord was like, go, go this way, go this way. Slowly like nudging me in the direction of working with kids. Um was this, now, where were you living at in this time? Okay, so I was, my family's from Corsicana. I went to college in Tarleton, so I was in Stephenville. Um, <laughs> Stephenville? Do you know what these places are? <laughs> I love it. Mr. Oh California, no? I have no clue. I'm like, all right, yeah, sounds nice. Uh, okay. Lovely. Beachfront property, I'm assuming? <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Try <Stephenville>. cattle. <laughs> right, like, ah. They ride cattle to class? No, I'm just west, kidding. <laughs> yes, it's west. So go west, and you'll find Stephenville. Yeah, out past Weatherford. All right. And, yeah. Uh -huh. Sounds lovely. Continue. It's I'm in sorry. the middle of nowhere. All right. Like, if you leave your house when it's nighttime, it's dark because there's hardly no lights over oh. there. It's very, it's the kids in the country. Love it. Pretty much the only thing there is the school. So, which is another story. Like my experience there with church and my faith was, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it was a test of my faith. Well, I guess it was. I drove home two hours to go to church because I just could not find a church over there. There wasn't a place for the yeah. whole Every year. Every Sunday, you drove two hours. Yeah, we did have a church that was like affiliated with our youth, because um, I was in Chi Alpha. It's like the kind of like Baptist student ministries, kind of. It's a similar. It's like a college through Assemblies college of God ministry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was a member there, and we I was working on getting into leadership in that program, and uh, we have a church that kind of like hosts. Um, our things that whatever we want to do, you know, we did our class, our leadership classes at their church, but it just never clicked for me. Like I just was, it didn't, I didn't feel the spirit of God there. I'm not, well, I, mean, I hope it doesn't sound bad, but it's just, it doesn't. No, no. I'm kind of relating to your story mm -hmm. some, because, uh, once I got saved, I, I thought for sure I was going into kids stuff. Like I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> kids, I can do that. But then the Lord spoke to me about nursing school, which is a science degree. So mm -hmm. it was almost just the opposite of mm -hmm. you. Like I was like, I was like, I guess I can walk into a science degree yeah. and do that. And then, but then, 
What'd you do? Science degree. You know, no, just woke a, up on a Monday, decided Tuesday. Decided you know, to like, go to nursing. Like, oh my gosh. No, but I felt like the Lord told me to go to nursing school. I was like, nursing school? Like, what in yeah. the world? And then, but it's kind of same with you. Like, mm-hmm. like I guess I could teach, yeah. you know? <laughs> uh, but then when I was at college, same experience. I connected with the college ministry there, and I was like, is this all? This is as deep as we're going. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is, Really, this is it? This is all we got. And that was yeah. that was all they had. And not that it was bad. I'm sure they ministered to people. I'm sure they yeah. had a lot of salvations. But just to be in a different place where you are hungry for the word and mm-hmm. hungry for the things of God, it probably wasn't the same. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. And it was it was dry, just like almost depressing. And I I left there early. Like I was supposed to stay there another six months longer than I actually did, but I, I just I couldn't be there anymore. <laughs> I stayed a student at Tarleton, but I went. I moved back home for my last like few months of my bachelor's degree and did it online. I was like, I can't like, I just don't like. I don't feel. I don't know. I just didn't feel God there, wow. <laughs> and it's hard to say. But I'm not. My whole experience was not bad. Like I met. I met lifelong friends, and actually, I met a friend that led me to Heritage at Tarleton. Really? Yep. How? So, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so I was there. On purpose, and it wasn't an accident. Sure. If I didn't go yeah. there, I would have never gotten here. Wow. So the um, my friend Lavandre Williams, or well, foreman now, her parents go to Sorry. Heritage. She's Tony yeah. and Rhonda Jordan. Yeah. yeah. So I met her in Chi Alpha. That's where we met because she was also in that student ministry. Uh, we became really close friends. <laughs> traveled all over the United States together just for fun and what. That's another story. I don't know how we got the money to do that in college, but <laughs> somehow we made that work. But anyway, life. she became a lifelong friend, and I moved up here once I decided, you know, I'm going to go into teaching. I'm going to go get my master's degree at the Tarleton campus in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got to Fort Worth. Okay. And I had been looking for a church. I, I moved up here in August, or September 1st is when I moved up here. And I had been visiting churches all the way up until like January of the, of the next year of 2018. And I just couldn't, like I visited churches and people were so sweet, but I just did not, I'm like, where's the spirit of God? It's like, Oh, it just feels so like dry. I don't know. Um, so I visited one, two, three, four, four churches before I, um, found this church, but I texted her and I was like, you know, the Lord just po- it popped in. It, I remembered he brought to my remembrance that she had said, you know, she's from here. Her parents go to a church that she went to and youth and all that stuff. And so I texted her and she was like, yeah, it's Heritage of Faith. And I'll text you the address. And I was like, OK. And that was like on a Tuesday or a Monday. And so I ha- didn't go to my first service that I went to was a Wednesday night service. <laughs> so you know you're serious. Yeah, right? yeah that's how you know. It's the most recurring theme in this, in this podcast. <laughs> it, is, it really is. You're missing out on Wednesdays, people. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday night service. Um, I was single. I didn't really know anybody up here. So I came by myself. I walked in the doors and it was the pre-service prayer, which is like, you know, everybody's kind of in their own area praying. But um, I don't know if someone still is at the front praying to I don't know how it goes now but anyway at the time (laughs) (laughs) at the time I walked in and immediately as I walked through the door I hear people speaking in tongues I'm like whoa this is a real thing in other churches besides my dad's church like (laughs) like I was just so amazed immediately and I'm like oh my god people are like the holy spirit's here people are speaking in tongues 
So it's literally, like bar, literally like since it. that. <laughs> <laughs> my God is here. It is. It's my church. <laughs> I know he's here. He has to be here. So literally since I have not visited any other churches since then. Since that Wednesday night, I have been at a Heritage of Faith. Really? Yeah. And was, I'm assuming this is Pastor Justin was still Yeah, was it was still right? Pastor Justin. It was, I mean, it oh, wasn't, yeah. yeah, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> 2018. Yeah, but a yeah, lot of things January. have happened. You kind of plugged right in and yeah. jumped into, was it preteens? So right away, so I attend. yeah, right, well, no, my first place I served was bookstore. I was in the oh, bookstore. okay. So that was my way of, like, getting to know people, because I'm not a very, like, out there person. I'm a, I'm a backstage person. And that's okay. That's just how I am. Uh, a lot of people don't know me because of that. So that's what that was my way of like meeting people was the bookstore. So I met a lot of cool people. Um, and I, I did that for a while, but the Lord kept bugging me. He kept saying, where you need to work with kids, you need to work with kids, work with kids. And I and I really put it off for a long time, like months. And after one service, I don't even know what the Lord used to speak to me at that time, but I was super convicted. I was like, okay, I just need to do this. So I, at the time it was Sam yeah. was the <laughs> youth leader. And so I went to her and I was like, hey, I'm supposed to be serving in youth. I thought at the time it was supposed to be in youth. So they got me in. I started serving in youth. I was doing pro presenter over there. Um, and then I started doing pro presenter in the main service. So I've kind of been a little bit of everywhere. Um, and then once I had my daughter, Abigail, I stepped back from everywhere because, I mean, I had a newborn, so it's kind of hard to show up to, to Saturday night practice for pro presenter <laughs> with a newborn. And so I stepped down for a while. And then after a while, I, I don't know, a few months or something, Abigail was like six months old or something. Uh, Pastor Nett called me or texted me and was like, hey, can you meet with me and, and Pastor Justin um, ne like next week or something like that? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm in trouble. What did I do? <laughs> I to the principal's office. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I'm going in blind. She didn't tell me what we were going to talk about. We're just, she's like, come up, come up to the church and meet with me and bring the baby so I can see the baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, honestly, it was it was a little nerve wracking. So I get there and we're like just catching up because I hadn't talked to them in a while. Um, and then we had, you know, some small talk. And then Pastor Justin's like, well, we called you in because we were praying and we've been praying for a while. And we feel like the Lord is telling us to ask you if you'd be interested in being the assistant to Miss Natasha in children's ministry. And they were like, oh, and, you know, they gave me all that information. I was like, OK. They're like, just pray on it and let us know. And I was telling Tanya that I left thinking, oh, I don't, I don't even have to pray on it. I already know <laughs> that's where I'm supposed to go. I already know. Um, so that's where I've been so since then. Been. Yeah, and a year were, and a half. You served under Natasha, and now yeah. you're serving with uh, with Miss Hannah. Hannah. Yeah, that's correct. So yeah. you've been you've been the the steady hand there mm -hmm. as that transition has happened. Yeah, but you did kind of gloss over, like you know, there was a uh, some more things that happened. So you have been, so you were single all the way through high school and you got here, but now you have a baby. So can you yeah. connect oh, the yeah. dots? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a big chunk of so my life us, right now. Tell us what happened to small groups. Yeah. Okay. So one day, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not kidding. It's really happened. We were going to <laughs> <laughs> Penny and Kevin Joy's 
How, oh my gosh, how, the joys. Yeah, the joys. And, and we're kind of like their their babies now because we met at their at their house. That's where we met. That's where I met my husband. And so he had been going to that Thrive group for a while. And I, I was still pretty new to the church. So I, I think my first Thrive group was maybe in, I got to Heritage in January. So my first Thrive group was probably in February. And so, I mean, I had only been at the church for about a month. <laughs> And I get to Thrive Group, and I went with Lavandria, and a couple of my other friends were up from Stephenville visiting me. And so we all went, like me, like so five college girls at Thrive Group. So, I mean, he had options, but. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, sorry. It's <laughs> great. So anyway, I mean, I saw him, and I was, you know, I was, you know, you're attracted to someone. You know, you're not just going right. to be interested in someone because how holy they are, which I mean, you are too. Maybe but. you aren't. <laughs> Sinner. <laughs> I mean, the first thing that attracted me to my husband was his looks. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That. That's how yeah. you, you know. That's how you. Anyway, so I, but at the time he was in a relationship with someone else, and so I was, I was like, whatever, that's not for me. Then immediately, I'm like, it's, the thought is gone. Um, and so maybe a couple months later, I was wanting to go to Thrive Group again. I hadn't gone, and so I found him on Facebook, and I messaged him, and I was like, hey, when's the next Thrive Group? And so that's how we started talking. And so he told me the next Thrive group we went, I mean, not together, but we, I went to Both Thrive group and saw him again. Yeah. Um, and then ever since then, we like, were just chatting on Facebook and <laughs> like seeing each other at church, you know, small talk or whatever. Um, and then this, that summer of that same year when I was off, cause I'm, a, I was a teacher. So when I was off of work, we started hanging out. We would go to the gym and work out together and just like, is he out. still in a relationship this time? <laughs> No, not at that time. No, no, suspicious. No, no, no. At no, that time, okay. I mean, once we, once I asked him about um, Thrive Group, I think he was, he was already not in that relationship anymore. So, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I know he's like, don't be promoting that. I'm like breaking up heavy homes over here. You know? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, 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 none of that, none of that. Um, so we, yeah, we hung out that whole summer, got really close, and he, he proposed that same year in November. How long have you been? Dating at that point in time? It's like five months. That's my dude. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah, he proposed in, like, yeah, it was from June to November, so about five months. That's awesome. Yeah, and then we were married the next April, so in five more months we got married. Ten months? Yeah, so <laughs> ten months span of time, and then. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once you know, you know, they say. Once you know, you yeah. know. So, I mean, our whole relationship is heritage, <laughs> was heritage. So I'm trying to think of like so like he was going to the joys, but he's he's just going like like that's such a fun I, I love the joys. Yeah, like that's I so sweet. And I actually met your husband before I met you. I met him yeah. off off church Usually property. That's how it goes. Yeah, right? <laughs> I met him somewhere and he's just I'm like, oh my god, that's the he's the usher. Mm -hmm. I'm like, he's the nicest guy. He's always I'm like, if you guys don't know her husband, you've probably been <laughs> seated by him. He's a lovely right. he's a lovely yes. gentleman. Yes. All right. Um but that's so that's that's such a cool thing that that's how you guys met. Yeah. Like, like I completely experienced through heritage. Mm -hmm. Literally the whole way through. <laughs> yeah. And so So now instead of plugging Wednesdays, now we're plugging life groups, thrive, thrive groups. Group. Go to yeah. Thrive Group. You might meet your soulmate. No, I'm just kidding. Take that E Harmony. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thrive. They need to have an so app we, for Thrive. It, <laughs> a Thrive app. Thriving app. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that yeah, that's not the heart of the Thrive Groups, but you're not the first couple. I mean, we've had some weddings at Thrive Groups. We've really? had some other mm -hmm. relationships blossom in Thrive Groups. Yeah. So I mean, so I mean, 
it's a good place to fellowship with yeah. like-minded believers. Yep. And you never know what will happen after that, yeah. right? Yeah. And now uh, it's funny <laughs> that you said that you you met him before me because, mm-hmm. I mean, now I'm a lot of services. I'm an HK in Heritage Kids, so I don't get to meet a lot of the new people. But when I do meet people, they're like, oh, like, how long have you been here? And I'm like, well, like five years. <laughs> I'm like, but my husband is the usher, the Hispanic usher that's, you know, kind of short. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know him. So that's how I introduce myself now because everybody See, knows who nice. he is. Yeah. Everyone knows him. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But now you have more than one kid. Now you guys have a couple babies. Yeah. Right? Literally two. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we, we, Abigail, we had planned, you know, we were married for a year. We, we decided to wait a year, get to know each other more because 10 months is not very long to get to really know somebody. I mean, we, we had the, you know, our basic, our basis, you know, we both love God. We both love serving all that stuff. So that, that's what, you know, connected us. But then you got to learn the person that you're about to spend the rest of your life with. So we took that first year. We're going to just spend time together, learn each other, and then we'll, you know, have kids later. And that's what we did. And so we planned. Abigail was planned. <laughs> My son Abel was not. He came very quickly after Abigail. So there's like, they're less than a year apart. Right. So they're like 362 days apart. Right. <laughs> So we had a busy year that year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, people always, I, okay, so I am a twin mom, right? Mm-hmm. And so people, like twin moms have a big deal. Like like if they're not really twins, they're not really twins. It's not mm-hmm. the same experience. But you know what? It's it's a different kind of hard yeah. when you have two within one year. Mm-hmm. Like when they're, they're at different stages, they're at different developmental yeah. places. They take different <laughs> nap times. At least mine, it was like wham, wham. You're doing mm-hmm. the same thing because you are doing the same yeah. thing. It is hunger time it is nap time it is bedtime everybody's on the same schedule but you're the second family that's come through that had babies super close mm-hmm. and um and that's hard that's just yeah hard. it's like one's yeah. you know one's here yeah you can't do anything they're just mm-hmm. a ball of mush and then the other one's like darting here and here and there you know flipping over the dog water and trying to eat dog food and uh, trying to just do everything <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting uh, i mean now now that they're both walking it's like we have we have other issues because yeah. the 2 year olds like wanted to boss the 1 year old and yeah yeah it's fun though <laughs> the lord gives you grace for these crazy seasons really in your does. life yeah i yeah. mean youth ministry though yeah, explain that that's exactly what like you i mean. love kids kids are awesome mm-hmm. um i've never had that pull to like i want a kid never have it, but like other people's kids, I think that that kid's so cool. Those kids are so cool, and I see the value in them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, you serve in our kids ministry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, well, it's, I think the, the, like, like the youth ministry is such a sweet ministry mm-hmm. because you, when you see a little kid grasp onto a concept of faith or an idea that just rocks their little world, that is, you're like, that is so amazing to watch because you're watching it in real time, their yeah. faith grow. Like them hold on, like develop something to hold on to. That's probably going to be a significant faith moment for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. That's the beginning of the the absolute foundation. And that's why it's so fun to work with them. Yeah. However, when they're crying and they're not, like, all that <laughs> stuff, hand them back. <laughs> You're like, you have a blessing. In I your go, right there. your faith is stronger than mine. <laughs> You're a blessing. You are a blessing. That's, that's what, what you do. In the, that's why I love what you guys do in the youth ministry. Like people don't know, like you get there early and you pray over that. Like mm-hmm. there's prayer for these kids. There yeah. is conscious thought of faith that we're going to, what we're going to do for these kids where God's going to meet them. It's not a joke. It's, it's, it's taken to a really exceptional level at this church. It's, yeah. it's really impressive. Yeah. No, I mean, I like what you said about uh, 
you see like you're able to see that spark when they when they get something because me as an adult those are the things that I remember that have led me you know even to teaching I you know I got to teaching because I couldn't do anything else because that's all I could do at the time but what kept me was getting to see you know you know from the school side of it when a student grasps something you know when they finally when it finally clicks like that joy that they get mm -hmm. and just like they're like so proud of themselves it's the same thing with children's ministry when once that once that clicks and once they whether it's the love of god once they really really get to see it and experience it for themselves they're going to carry that for the rest of their life it's going to shape their relationship with god you know mm -hmm. so and i like that i like what you said it's great yeah it is yeah it's a beautiful thing it is it's beautiful. A beautiful thing mm -hmm. you know one of the things we say a lot in this in this church house which i know you've heard before because um i think making winners in life from the start is kind of a catchphrase even in the kids ministry right mm -hmm. so making winners in life is our motto um when you hear that and you think about your role and your life and your experiences what does it mean to be a winner in life to have love to be able to give love i think that's that would probably sum it all up for me as just loving people because <laughs> i mean you can't you can't win them you can't win them unless you love them you can't win. I don't I don't know. Like you have to you have to show them love. <laughs> That's the best. I can't even I can't even really fully Great put it answer. into words. There's, you're good. Yeah. yeah that, just but I think I think we kind of romanticize love, you know, but it it's work. It's like you said showing up early, preparing, putting snacks out, you know, just the small things that show like that I care about my, or like, you know, the teachers in three to five or the teachers in the nursery that I care enough about you, you know, to put snacks or lunch, breakfast on the table for you before we pray or have, I don't know, coloring sheets printed out for you so you don't have to print them yourself. I don't know, just the small things of yeah. showing that you love people. And what I love about serving in kids ministry and probably in other areas too, but those little things in the kingdom of God are not little. They're mm. all, they're all yeah. impact the kingdom of God. Like, the preparation you put into making sure the classrooms are ready so the teachers have time to pray mm -hmm. and be led by the Holy Spirit as they're that that is worth the same as what happens at the pulpit. Yeah. You know, and I think people lose uh lose some understanding of that along the way. Like mm -hmm. when you're serving in church, if you're taking the trash out, that has just as much kingdom yeah, significance as preaching the preaching the message yeah. or playing the worship you know being on the worship team or whatever it is mm -hmm. so i think i think that's a great answer like loving yeah can take all those forms mm -hmm. so it's a good answer no, that was, <laughs> as i was saying I'm like that's, that's oh, incredibly well said yeah it's yeah. amazing well this was awesome yeah. like it's so fun like i love this podcast because we get to have conversations <laughs> with people you just don't get to do it like mm -hmm. Even though we would work close together, we've never had a chance to sit down yeah. and like talk. So this has been so fun. And like, thank you so much for doing this with us. This was amazing. I'm sure people are going to hear this and be completely blessed by it because it is yeah. such an awesome, to know that you're there doing these things is so amazing. Your story is awesome, but you're amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. All those listening, just remember that we release a new conversation every Friday. Um, we're having a great time here and just thank you so much. And we'll see you next week.